Alrighty, welcome to episode one of Hey Girl Hey. I am co-host number one, Mia Hernandez. And I'm co-host number two, Emily Venup. And we're going to talk about things that just really formed who we are as adults, as women, as things that, um, I don't know, formed us when we were like little girls. Hey girl, hey. Baby girls. Baby, baby girls. And um, we were just kind of, we were kind of chatting. And I think what came up first was the Hunger Games really mm-hmm. was so, at least like extremely pivotal for my growing up. And like, I'm not even exaggerating. I kind of wish I were joking a little bit. She could give a doctoral thesis on the Hunger Games. Oh, I probably <laughs> could. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. It's so good. There's so many elements of it that are absolutely amazing. But um, yeah, this episode, we're going to talk about uh, the entirety of the Hunger Games, the whole series, mm-hmm. um, starting with Hunger Games, Catching Fire, um, Mockingjay, and then the prequel just came out. Oh, oh man. my gosh. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. That was the Ballad of <laughs> Songbirds time, and Snakes, time. literally. So I think we'll go in order of like how things were released mm-hmm. just for sake of mm-hmm. things making the most sense. Yeah. So I read the books. Did you read all the books? Yeah, I actually saw the movies first, though, and then I saw the books. Well, it, up until Mockingjay Part 2 came out, I think I had read the book at that point, though. I don't, I think I had read the books because I think I had, like, okay. So in middle school, like the men- elementary school that I grew up going to, um, <laughs> they had, like, the, like, YA section that mm-hmm. was only for eighth graders. Mm. Yeah, I think it was only for eighth graders. And, like, you would know because it had, like, a special pink little, like, circle sticker on it. Yes. And the reading level stickers. Yes. And the only way that you could read those books is if you got like parental permission, like sign off that mm-hmm. you were allowed to read the books. And I was like, mom, everyone is reading the Hunger Games. I have to read the Hunger Games. And I don't feel like I, there was much convincing I needed to do. I guess mm-hmm. it's like middle child privilege is like my sister apparently got to do like nothing in the history of ever because my parents were like so careful with her. But then by the time it was me, they were like, and eh, the first one turned out okay. So you'll probably be fine. Yeah, you can read The Hunger Games. You're cool. And I think first reading it as, like, a kid, I feel like I didn't get it Mm -mm. at all. No. Where I think most things, like, just went right over my head where, like, yeah, like, I read it. I understood what was going on, Mm -hmm. like, to an extent. Mm -hmm. But then I think I reread it. um, I think I reread it during, like, COVID. Mm -hmm. Ah. No, I had reread it before then, and then I reread it again during COVID, and that's when I was, like, absolutely obsessed, where I think a lot of the things that I hadn't kind of realized about it before um, kind of came to the forefront of my mind, like so many different plot lines that I just couldn't believe. I'm taking up all of the talking. That's okay. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm really, really passionate about this. I've only ever read them once. I feel like I need to go back and read them again, because, again, I was in, like, fifth grade when I read them and then I haven't read the prequel <laughs> I want to read that and then go back and read the originals to because this is like what over 10 years ago that almost 10 years ago that I read them for the first time I feel like I need to reread it to understand like really what they mean because you don't understand them when you're like 11 I'm horrified that you haven't reread them <laughs> I know you guys can't see me but I'm she's horrified at me gasping um <laughs> 
Okay. I think, do you want to work from Hunger Games <clears throat> and then start building up from mm-hmm. there? Okay. So um, if you don't know the plot of the Hunger Games, um, there are 12 districts and a capital. It's kind of, think of it like states and two people, a boy and a girl from the ages 12 to 18. Um, one girl, one boy are selected to go into this arena and fight to the death. Yeah. Yeah. And so, oh, I guess I'll give the heads up that this will have spoilers. Oh, 100%. There's no way to not talk about this. (laughs) Okay. So um, at the end of The Hunger Games, um, it finally narrows down to it just being um, the main character, Katniss, and then Peeta, who is also a boy from her district. And there's a whole thing about them having like a a love story um, thing going on. And... um, Basically, it's like a love story just for show to like keep mm-hmm. them alive, but he really does love her. It's complicated. Um, but where was I going to go with that? I was going somewhere. I don't know. Explaining the movie? Yeah, I was explaining it, but I felt like there was immediately a point that I wanted to go off. Oh, okay. So that's the plot of the first book, but I should have probably started with context first, which the kind of context behind the entirety of like the series is the fact that Suzanne Collins, who wrote the books, she worked for Nickelodeon. Um, I'm trying to think of things that I she... About that. Yeah, things that she worked on, and I'm totally blanking, but she worked um, look for Nickelodeon, which I think is really, really interesting because part of it was the fact that she saw a lot of these kids who were being put on screens, being idolized from a young age, and then um, kind of the effects of how that looks in the media. I think the entirety of the Hunger Games series is 100% commentary on media, on politics, on whatever. She worked on Oswald. Yeah, she said uh, she worked on several shows on Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, including Clarissa Explains It All, The Mystery Files of Shelby Wu, Little Bear, Oswald, and Wow Wow Wubsy. Oh, I knew Wow Wow Wubsy. I didn't know that. I thought it was more of like non-cartoon things, but I've seen Little Bear, Oswald, Wild Wild Wubsy when I was younger. Like, I watched those. I can't picture Little Bear. Oh, my gosh. He's a little bear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's amazing. Um, But she worked on Nickelodeon. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, it was so cute. It was like a little bear, an owl, a chicken, a cat, duck, their little adventures. Oh, that must have been, I must have before my time. We're the same age. <laughs> You're two days older than me. That's crazy. <laughs> um, Before my time. <laughs> well. <laughs> Technically okay. it was. It came out in 1995, but I still watched 95. it. 95. You watched it because of Jared. Probably. I mean, but it was Let only on. the record t- show that Jared is her older brother. <laughs> it was only on until 2005. I mean, 2000, though, because it was only out for five seasons. So I wonder, like. Why did you see that? I guess it was already, like, on Nickelodeon. like When reruns. Jared wasn't born. 2000. He'll be 23 soon. I forget that he's younger than I think of him as. Yeah, I know, right? Yuck, that's kind of gross. <laughs> um, anyways, the Hunger Games. Hunger Games. <laughs> so also part of the context for Hunger Games is the fact that Suzanne Collins was um, like flipping through her TV and back-to-back saw like, I don't know if it was like, um, I don't know why I'm blanking now. She was, like, flipping through the channels and saw, like, reality TV, like, drama, whatever, and then flipped to the next channel, and it was, like, the, like, Iraqi war. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And like the fact that those two things can coexist like a channel apart and like how crazy that is for like the human mind. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of how the Hunger Games is set up where it's it's a show. They're marketing people. They want you to root for these people. It is like really, really disturbing. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I like obviously like I've seen the movies. I've read the books a million times. I don't think it was until I was watching The Hunger Games with Noah the other day that I realized kind of how brutal and horrifying it is. Oh, yeah. It ha- I just, it had never really hit me. And then, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. Okay, so also Noah's got a little sister who is the cutest thing in the entire world. Her name is Stella. She's absolutely adorable. And we were, like, sitting there, and, like, we were talking about one of the characters, Rue, who is a... 12-year-old girl? I think six. She's the Mage's Prim. Yeah, she's a little 12-year-old girl who ends up dying in the games, and it's like a horrifying plot point. And um, I was, like, sitting there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this girl's, like, a year younger than Stella. It's awful to think about. Like, I said it, and I was, like, horrified with myself. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> So... There's that whole aspect. I'm going to go ahead and move on to, like, Catching Fire. Although, I don't know that Catching Fire is... Okay, here's how I'll set this up. Hunger Games has, like, sets up the main plot for you. Um, Catching Fire is my favorite movie. Yeah, I think it's the most visually pleasing. I think there's Mm -hmm. the most action in it. Um, But also, I don't know that it has as much substance as Mockingjay Part 1 and 2. That's true. We're introduced to a few key characters in Catching Fire, like Fennec and Joanna... Uh, duh. Who else? Wyrus and BD. Well, BD. But <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, we just laughed because. Plutarch. Oh, duh. <laughs> um, she named off a character who mm. bites the dust. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so kind of jumping off of what you just said. So there's um characters and catching fire, which I guess I'll kind of bridge the gap between. Well, okay, Catching Fire, um, they do a thing where they only um, pull people from, or they, they pull a boy and a girl from every district again the next year, but it's only from people that have won past games, which forces the main character, Katniss, and then Peta to go back into the games. Katniss is the only girl who's ever won from District 12. Oh, because that's a big part of it, too. It's like 12 is like a really, really poor district. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> And then there's... Peta, who's the boy from 12 who won, and then there's Hamish, their mentor, who won years ago. And it's between the two of them. But Peta volunteers, so Hamish doesn't have to go. Yeah, because Peta wants to go in to protect Katniss. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> love struck boy. I love Peta Millarg. Yeah. I think I compare every man I date to Peta Millarg. Standard right there. It really is. That's that's what this whole episode is about. Yeah, it's about girlhood. And let me tell you, mm. Peter Mark. Mm. Mm. He burned bread for Katniss. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds bad, but so there's a scene where um, Katniss is like starving to death, and it's like a flashback scene from when she's like younger, and Peter's family owns a bakery, and um, wow. I just blinked. Oh, he and burned <laughs> bread for her. Yeah, okay. So um, his family owned a bakery, and to give her bread, he purposefully burned 
the bread at the bakery because he knew his mom would make him toss it to the pigs. Instead, he tossed it to her, which, like, saved her life. And then he got, like, beat by his mom for it. Aww. Yeah. Mm. Let's talk about the rest of the sad characters. Oh, yeah. oh, so okay. there's <laughs> there's Joanna, who, like, during her games, I'm, I'm trying to remember what she did. I don't even know. She did something to, like, defy the capital, which is, like, the government. So they, like, killed her boyfriend and, like, her whole family. That's right. Yeah. And the same thing happened to Hamish, who's the mentor <coughs> for Katniss and PETA, because he was from District 12, where during his games, um, there was, like, a force field around the arena, and he basically manipulated the force field to kill other people. Mm. Where, like, I know there's, like, something about, like, there was the force field, so he, like, threw an axe at it, and it bounced back and, like, killed a player. But the game makers who, like, control the arena were really angry that he used, like, their thing to kill someone else. Um, so to, like, punish him, they killed, like, his girlfriend and his whole family, too. That's right. It's, like, something like that. <clears throat> Next book about him. She needs to get on it. I would read it. Oh, yeah. I don't... <coughs> I've seen people say before that they would read, like, a book about, like, Phoenix Games... I don't think I'd be as interested in Finnick's games, although, like, I love Finnick. I think it's the after his games where his story gets more interesting. Oh, absolutely. Oh. But even then, I don't think I personally would want to read it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that goes Too so sad. dark. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Finnick is, like, the youngest person to ever win the Hunger Games, where he won it at 12. I remember that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, is that right? He was the youngest, but I don't remember how young, old he was. He's either 12 or 14. Now I'm doubting Still. it, but I don't know if I'm remembering the four as the four from the district he's at. Mm-hmm. Me and numbers. <clears throat> but um, he was the youngest to ever win his games. <clears throat> and he kind of talks about, brings like a whole other element into the government, which I think is, again, really, really interesting commentary, is he ends up kind of, um, this happens in the third book. He ends up, oh, I'm totally jumping around. Okay, let me wrap up Catching Fire and then Mm -hmm. go into Mockingjay. That way I can tell the story. So um, Catching Fire basically ends with Katniss Finnick being pulled out of the arena. They go to District 13, which you didn't know existed, but they've existed underground because they were like the military district and the capital knew they still existed, but just pretended that they didn't exist um, in order to gain control over the other districts. Um, And yeah Mm -hmm. so then they're trying to like put out almost like i think they call them propos which is like propaganda Mm -hmm. um clips for the districts to get the districts to rise up against the capital and in this um one of the propos that they do is finnick talking and he basically talks about how he's been prostituted by Mm -hmm. the president how they would literally sell this 14 year old boy and people would yeah, treat him, buy him, sell him, whatever. And um, he didn't do it for money. He was forced to do it. And they would tell was like they would tell him secrets or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That after a while, he's like, I had so much money. Like, what does he say? He says something to Katniss about like, I've been dealt with something as common as money in years. Yeah. He says that he's he takes secrets. So then he knew all these secrets about President Snow from all of these higher ups that were trading this boy around. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, and now I'm. Maybe I'm fan girl crazy, and we can talk about kind of this in the next episode. Um, is someone that reminds me a lot of like Finnick is Harry Styles. 
this mm-hmm. like young boy, 16, who was 16 years old when he was dating 39 year old Caroline Flack. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, but they marketed those boys. I mean, there's all these like rumors and speculation that like One Direction's like gay. That a lot of members are, mm-hmm. but that they cover it up because they can't sell them and market them to young girls mm-hmm. if young girls don't feel like they can eventually have a chance. Win them or yeah, yeah. So I almost think about that, like with Finnick, or like Finnick had Annie. Finnick mm-hmm. had like a love okay. interest. He had a girl, but they didn't want people to know because then they couldn't market Finnick that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I on one hand, I feel like that would be a good book. On another hand. I don't think That's I could read it. That's really, really yeah. dark. Yeah. Not that this isn't, like, killing kids isn't dark, but. Yeah. Good night. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot. And then, who else are we introduced to? Mm-hmm. I feel like. Hedging Fire? I guess we can kind of move on to Mocking Jay a little bit. Mm. Unless there's anything else you wanted to bring no, up. I'm trying to think. Mocking Jay. Oh, well, what happens to PETA? Oh my gosh! I don't want to talk about it. Um. So, Fita. Fita. Oh my goodness! I don't know how I got there. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, (laughs) so. by the capital mm-hmm. where in the first movie we're introduced to the concept of tracker jackers tell me cracker jacker Tra- tracker jackers Tra- tracker <laughs> what do they call it tracker jackers yeah i was just saying something like cracker jack like the snack okay but i started feeling like i didn't know what they were called for a second no that's but they're like these right. like bee things that like when they sting you it causes like hallucinations mm-hmm. so they take peta and they basically use tracker jacker venom to, like, rewire his thoughts and, like, cause hallucinations. Basically turn him against Katniss. Like, literally, like, changing, modifying his memories. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the first half of Mockingjay is Katniss kind of um, filming these propaganda clips for the districts. She, who's We're also introduced to President Coyne, who's the president of District 13. And then... And then um, we find out that Plutarch, who is the game maker in Catching Fire, is actually working for the Rebellion. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the Rebellion. Yeah. They were the Rebels. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Star Wars Rebels. And so Plutarch and President Coyne want to use Katniss as their symbol for the Rebellion. Yeah. She's, she's their Mockingjay. She's the Mockingjay, which, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We have to speed this up. We have 10 minutes left, and we still have to talk about Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which okay. I can talk about literally Okay. Forever. Um, yeah, Katniss is the Mockingjay because she wore a Mockingjay pin, but mm-hmm. also there's a whole symbolic thing behind, like, her being the Mockingjay mm-hmm. that's really, really cool in Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. Yes. Um, so blah, 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 blah. one of the main things that we're, like, supposed to take away from District 13 is before when they were like living um in the districts and had like the capital it was under like tyranny Mm -hmm. tyrannical rule Mm -hmm. is that right yeah okay and then when they went to district 13 district 13 is supposed to like represent like communism Mm -hmm. because everyone has like the same schedules the same rations of food 
no one's allowed to have pets. No one's allowed to have this. No one's allowed to have that. Mm -hmm. It's all like equally shared. Very, very equally shared. Mm -hmm. Um, So then when Katniss comes, she's kind of more disordered. Mm -hmm. Like there's a whole point um, where Katniss asks them to um, release the captives and um, who those who were captured in Catching Fire, which was Peta, Joanna, Annie, Annie, okay. yeah, um, and a few other um, yeah. victors, but we don't really see them. No, Anabaria. Oh yeah. Um, sorry, that didn't add to the story at all. But <laughs> um, the coin says something like um, individuals don't get to make demands, mm-hmm. which kind of is supposed to like reflect how it is communistic. Mm -hmm. And I think there's even like a point too. There's something about like schedules. Like no one could diverge from like their schedules and they Mm -hmm. would get them like printed on their arms. But honestly, it's been a minute since I've read them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, what else happens? Oh, okay. So a character that we have not talked about yet and how have we gone so long without talking about him? Gail. Gail. (laughs) That's what I think about that a minute ago. I hate Gail. So, Gail is um, a pick-me boy. Mm. He's a where's my hug at yeah. kind of man. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, Gail is like Katniss's childhood best friend, and then because they, um, because Katniss had to like kiss Pete in the games, he's all like, oh, what can happen in a couple weeks? <laughs> where's my hug at? <laughs> like, it's so all about him. It's all like well, she was just in the games, dude. She did what she had to to survive, and you're over here like throwing a fit because mm. you're not her man. Embarrassing. So true. Um, I picked that up from my brother. My brother, like every five seconds, would be like, "Embarrassing." <laughs> he's so stupid. Anyways, no, he's not. I love him, but anyways, um. What was I going on about? Gail. Gail? Ugh. So Gail starts out kind of like, um, like, oh, yeah, like we need rebellion. Something's got to change. And you agree with him. And then as time kind of goes on, um, he goes more and more left. Mm-hmm. I say left, but, you know, like he just. More communistic more communistic and it gets to a point where Katniss can't even agree with him anymore Mm -hmm. and I think that's what I think is so so cool about the Hunger Games is it's not really supposed to be about like one side is Mm -hmm. so much better than the other Mm -hmm. they're both equally bad when they go to their worst yeah yeah, extreme Um, which I love and I feel like if you don't catch that then you've missed the whole point that's kind of like I was watching talks about the Hunger Games earlier, and one thing was, like, talking about how coin was just the opposite side of the coin of snow, and then it, like, was someone stitching it goes, so that's why she's called coin. She's literally just the, like, same thing of, like, what snow was. Like, yeah. snow was the extreme for one side. She's the extreme for the other side. Yeah, which is why, spoiler alert, at the end of it, Katniss gets the chance to kill snow, and instead she decides to shoot coin. And it's because she knows Snow's going to die anyways. Mm-hmm. But Coin is just as bad, mm-hmm. just in a different mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, so then there was the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which we, I had read the book. 
Was it 2020 is when it came That's out? That's what you were telling me. I yeah. got it when it came out. Yeah, I, I think so. So, so excited. I'm a big, big Hunger Games girl. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that was so mean. Um, but I truly credit Hunger Games for the reason why I went into politics. I say that, like, I'm a politician. Why I went into politics. I mean, like, why I originally went for a politics and policy major. Mm-hmm. Um. But also, I feel like it just makes as much sense um, that I went into journalism, given yeah. that I love Caesar Flickerman. <laughs> I think, oh, we didn't even talk about Caesar Flickerman. Caesar Flickerman is a character, or I think he's awful, but he's a good journalist. Yeah. But he is. It's, what was the guy's name in, in the Ballad of the Oh, name? Lucky Flickerman? Lush Lu- 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 something lucky. Lucidus. Lu- something. Lu- Lucidia? No, I'm gonna mm. look it up. But he was hilarious. Oh, he was so funny. Um, but there's, uh, there's Flickerman, and um, he's just supposed to reflect like how the government controls the media, and how um, Lucretius, Lucky Flickerman. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. <coughs> Anyways. Um, Suzanne Collins is amazing with the names too, mm-hmm. where all the names always mean something, and that's cool. Um, anyways, <coughs> she's got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> that was silly. I know. Okay. Um, Ballard of Songbirds and Snakes. God of Songbirds and Snakes. Oh my gosh. So it's the prequel and it's about snow. And snow has got to be one of the best written villains. I've never walked away from a movie about like character development feeling like I actually knew why the character like was like the way they were. I'm telling you, Suzanne Collins is a genius. Like, there were so many moments during the movie where I literally jaw on the floor several times. I laughed. I cried. I cried for oh. Snow. I cried at Snow. Yeah. Because I was angry or I empathized with him. Yeah. But at the end, you can see, like, in the Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Mocking Day, you can, like, see, oh, this is why he did this. You can connect You don't them. walk away from it being like, oh, everything he feels is justified. Yeah. But you can walk away from it being like, that's a bad character, but... Yeah. That's still like a person. Mm-hmm. Which is so crazy when like a character can be written that way. You can see the reasoning behind his decisions most of the time, whether yeah. you agree with them or not. But Where we kind of got the backstory of like him growing up during the war before the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I got tired. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But you can see kind of his life before the Hunger Games, like during the war and stuff. And you hear over and over and over again about how his family came from so much money mm-hmm. and how far they've fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where a lot of his motivation comes from. It's all about money. It's all about money. Yeah. And it's all about the money, money, money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. You know that video of Jesse J. It's all about like, money for the bling. What did she do? She did. Bling, bling. You understand kind of where that's Freaking coming jump. from of being 
from like a family that had so much now nothing and then still being part of that world mm-hmm. little mermaid moment <laughs> um but you can kind of see where that's coming from yeah and that's um it's tough to like see that in a character and like then you're kind of rooting for them like oh I want you to be able to do better and get back up to like where you were Mm -hmm. and seeing him like play the part too because also I don't know if you caught this I mean you probably did you were right there was (laughs) the whole part about his cousin coming in and being like oh I made you the shirt I got the fabrics yeah and I made the buttons from these tiles and blah Mm -hmm. blah blah blah. making that like trying to like fake having a nice shirt yeah and then at some point, um, oh, that girl comments on it. Yeah, that girl comments on it. It's like, it was in one oh, of the three chapters of the book I read, so I did notice that. Oh, it's in the book. Yeah, like the, one of the I read the first three chapters. It was in there somewhere. That's so cute. I love that it stayed faithful to that conversation. Mm-hmm. That's cute. But someone like comments on like, oh, that looks like the tiles or blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no wonder. Like it's reminded me of like the maids cleaning, yeah, or something. Like, he's just playing a part, and, like, I think there's a lot to, like, empathize or, like, sympathize with there. Um, But then you see him, like, literally, like, descent into madness. All because of a girl. And he's got, like, I think that, I didn't know whether or not I was going to like the casting. Mm -hmm. I really, really didn't. That man has crazy eyes. Man has crazy (laughs) eyes. Man's like, there were times where, like, you're watching and you're like, that is a scary, scary looking man. Oh, yeah. But, like, on the surface, you're like, that's like, that's just just a guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, oh, I guess it's just a man. And then as time goes on, you're like, oh. Like, from the opening scene to the credit, the like closing scene, if you. Would have told me at the beginning of the movie that I would feel so differently. I'd be like, there's no way. He's just a boy who needs food. Ugh. No. Oh, there's, okay. I almost don't want to spoil this one. You don't, like. But there's a whole part where he basically, like, rats someone out and then goes to school. Well, rats his friend out, gets his friend killed. Mm-hmm. And then that friend's parents. Pay for him pay for snow to go to university with the money that they would have given for their son Mm -hmm. to go the son that snow killed Mm -hmm. just the character development man yeah and it's like so interesting because you learn like snow knows what he did was wrong Mm -hmm. but for him i messed this up in the car how do you say it the Mm -hmm. ends justify the means the means justify the ends the means justify the ends yeah for him yeah. Whoa. But like he did what he had to to get to where he got to. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, a lot. But Yeah. I can't. I love I love 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 the Hunger Games. I feel like I the, could keep talking about it. And then the, the way you see Lucy Gray lose like faith in him at the end and trust in him is amazing. Oh. See, part of my part of my problem is I just don't like the actress, mm-hmm. so I couldn't connect with Lucy Gray in the way that I wanted to. Yeah. Also, I saw some TikToks that were like, "Oh, is Lucy Gray? Lucy Gray lives, obviously, because she's Katniss's mom." And I was like, "No." no. They're like, "Oh, then she's Katniss's grandma." No. no. 
That's not it. No, it's Maud Ivory. That little blonde girl Mm -hmm. that we see. Yeah. But then people are like, oh, well then how does Katniss know her songs? Which one? There's like a little blonde girl. In the covey or whatever? That's her mom. That's her, oh, it's her like grandma. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice. That's cool. Yeah, because there's a comment, I think, specifically in the book Mm -hmm. that talks about, like, Maude Ivory memorizes, like, everything that Lucy sings. Like, she's got, like, a memorization thing. Yes. Passed it down to her son, who passed it on to his daughter, who was Katniss. Okay. Okay. That makes so much sense. Um, And then it's kind of, like, left up to interpretation on whether Lucy Gray lived or died. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot in that movie. I want to go see it again. See Literally. It. I do too. I get Noah to take us. <laughs> It'd be silly. See, I don't know if that'll work, but. <sighs> what? We could try to get your man to take you <laughs> Oh, if only. If only. If only. That's so silly. Okay, Anyways. guys. Um. I think we're going to start wrapping it up here because we just finished with Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. You have to go watch all the movies and read all of the books now. It's a requirement. Yeah. Although I do think, oh my gosh, wait a second. I'm not done talking. Oh, okay. The Hanging Tree. Did that not give you like chills? I didn't like that. It scared the Couldn't crap look. out of me mm-hmm. when I was reading the books. Okay, so... There's a song in the original book series um, that Katniss sings in Mockingjay called The Hanging Tree. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she sings a song that's like it ends up being used for one of the propos and it goes really well. Um, and you can see like President Snow is like horrified by it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So then it turns out, and you find out in the prequel, that it's a song that Lucy Gray wrote. So, oh my gosh, I didn't talk about the symbolism of the Mockingjay. This is good that I came back around to this. Mm -hmm. So there's a thing called Jabber Jays. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are basically almost like, I almost said like walkie-talkies. That's not what I'm trying to say. Like if you say something or like make a noise, they'll Mm -hmm. like repeat it. Almost like they're just like parrots, Mm -hmm. basically. But um, as you heard in the song, there's a line that goes, um, a dead man calls out for his love to flee. So in District 12, there is a hanging tree. Mm -hmm. And there's an awful, awful scene where a man is hung and he's screaming to um, his lover to run. Mm -hmm. So the last thing he screamed before he was hung was run. So then he dies. Mm -hmm. But all of these jabber jays are Mm -hmm still screaming his voice run Mm -hmm. so it's the dead man calling out for his love to flee Mm -hmm. literally the second i got that when i was reading the book i feel like i literally might have like closed it and like sat Mm -hmm. down for a second just to process that so then to see that scene i literally told emily i was like there's a scene in this that i'm really interested to see how they how they do it Mm -hmm. it was that one yeah Mm. that's crazy because it really got me Mm -hmm. but okay so here's the final point that i'll add now now we're really wrapping up here, (laughs) Um, is a symbolism of the Mockingjay because the Jabberjay was something that the capital created. It was a monster of their own creation, Mm -hmm. and then it did something they didn't expect it to, which was then, like, mating with the Mockingbirds, 
to create Mockingjays. It was something that the Capitol created that they couldn't control. Mm-hmm. That's why Katniss is the Mockingjay. Because mm-hmm. she is. She's Capitol created. That they couldn't control. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. She never would have had any influence had the Capitol not mm-hmm. had the games and then lost control of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's something that formed my <laughs> for my childhood. Yeah, it seems kind of dark, but really, it's it's a lot. It's very influential. Yeah, it literally makes me want to go reread everything now. Mhm. Um. So yeah, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up in there. Next episode, we're gonna talk about. I want to talk about boy bands. I want to talk oh about. Lord. I want to talk about <laughs> boy bands. I want to talk about like artists. I want to talk about like being part of like fandom culture. Jeez. Oh, I think that'll be fun talking about fandom yeah. culture. Um, yeah. Alrighty, we'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like? Good night, God bless. What does um, Jim Carrey's character say? And. The Seaside movie. Right? Yeah, I know, but I don't know what it's called. The Truman, Truman Show. Show. I don't know what it says, though.